This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good. So now we're holding by Ramban. We very often. It's a very, very famous Ramban. Um, and it deals with something called, it's quoted as, My Savasim Labanim. Avram went to Mitzrayim because of the hunger, and he wanted to survive. But Mitzrayim tried to rob his wife from him. took revenge, exacted revenge for him, and uh, took him out of Mitzrayim with gold and silver. And he told Para people should escort him out. This is going to um, foreshadow his own children will go to Mitzrayim to escape hunger. The Mitzrayim will harm them and take their women, like it says that, um, you know, leave the women over, meaning the men, w- w- the Egyptian will take them. Um, will exact vengeance and take them out with a lot of wealth. Everything that happened to Avram, Laid itself out again to his soldier. This is really alluded to in Breshis Rabba. And you find actually that anything written by Avram is written by his children. Avram says, So the first point that he's making over here is that the um, that anything that happened to others happened to Avram. Now let's try to explain that point a little bit. Um, it, it, it works as follows. When something is called an av and a ben, um, a, a, a father and a child, what you really are talking about is um, the father. It, it, let's instead of using the word father, let's say genes. So the genes are a code, and whatever is in the genes is expressed. In the in the person that develops out of those genes, um, a father means that he he sort of gives over a a predetermined course which the child develops into. So others are not just um, they live before us and it's it's just no they were they lived in the year two thousand we live in the year five thousand and so on. Others are. The what they did is the potential of Kalisrol. It's a genetic material. And what they did as individuals, we then enact 
as um, a community, as a nation. So therefore, anything that the others did, we study very carefully to see what they did, because what they did, we're going to do. It's just like today, when you know part of a medical examination would be to study the family and the family history to find out what diseases are prevalent, and um, because whatever is there, it doesn't have to be on children, but it, it, very likely it'll be there. So that's that's the the mice of this having themselves a a um, significance in that they are precursors for the children and what will happen to them. Then the Ramban adds something, which is his own point, but a very fascinating point. Vidai says, He did wrong by going to Mitzrayim, which is interesting, because Yisuf wanted to go to Mitzrayim, and he was told not to, Avram was never told not to, but the Ramban says there was a mistake in that. So he says it's not go, it's not the not going leaving out Israel, but it's putting his wife into a situation where either she allows herself to be taken by someone else or gets killed. So if a he should have relied on a Kaddish Baruch, he should have been Leaving at this role that he had been told this is his land because of hunger, can redeem in hunger as well. So um, this is why actually we had we we, we went to Mitzrayim was because of Avraham Avinu's um, miscalculation. First, it's incredible that the Ramban points out a shortcoming where Chazal didn't, a shortcoming of this. But what is more incredible is that the, um, the, 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 the children and the children's children, in other words, we suffered because of that. So the whole going of Mitzrayim, so even though Chazal have other reasons for it. Rabban points out this as being the problem. Okay, the next one is Rabbeinu Bechayev. It says, Kum like a Come stroll through the land. His halich means a sort of constant animation, um, a movement. So Rabbeinu Bechayev says, We wanted Avram to to have a chazak on the land, to sort of express his ownership um, by walking through it. A person walking through land um, and surveying it, and sort of, uh, um, that, it, it, that's that's a sign of ownership. Like imagine you give somebody a piece of land as a present. And you point out the boundaries. She asks the question, says, okay, go around and, and show your mastery over it. The word his is something that is written in conjunction with wisdom. Um, it speaks about Torah and, and wisdom that when you are going, 
or walking or, or you know walking through it, it will guide you. It's something that's written only about great tzaddikim who are searching for wisdom like Noach and Noach and Avram. Because Avram kept going back and forth and searching out the Chachma from Madrega to Madrega, um, I told him, start exploring Chachma. He said, Avram Avinu, um, and let's, let's understand the metaphor correctly. When a person our senses give us a certain feed in as to what things are on the surface. I see something, it's tall, it's short, it's red, it's black, it's soft, it's hard. Those are the things that I perceive. If I make no effort to see more, to understand more, whatever it is, then it stagnates. And this is sort of very, very static um, information. It's not chachma at all. Chachman requires that I begin to move my mind. And ask myself, well, why is it that it's this particular color? What is it about the material that makes it so soft and resilient and whatever it is? Um, and so on. So, so motion, in this, just like physically, we have to stand in one place versus to move, so too in Chachma, we have moving versus standing in one place. The, um, it says, because you don't actually find on the physical level that Avram walked it. So, he says, the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, Adarabba. It, it means an active mind and a passive body. Searching for wisdom needs um, uh, an active mind and a calm body. The opposite of um, A person who's daydreaming and you know, kind of a person who's lost in thought. Is, is not, it doesn't do well in physical activity. It's not, it's not gonna, if you tell them, you know, stop thinking and start doing. So for a person, if, and that's why the Gemara says, um, that Torah is in Leib HaShemaim, it says, um, and so the, the Gemara says, those are seichrim that, that are doing business Leib now, if they mean to say simply that you don't find Chachma uh, by business people because they're busy all the time in the business, then um, that's obvious. I mean, if somebody is spending 20 hours a day in his business, he's, he's not spending 20 hours a day in learning. So, so that's an obvious, so it's not only for Socha, if you're over that Dhamma or whatever it is. Why, you know, Meivayam, Seichim, Bekom Meivayam. 
So I think the pshat is a person who sort of has this plot of land and he works it and takes his fruit and so on, that has a certain menucha. Um, the person is not all over the place and therefore the person can use his mind to focus on the Torah. A person who is sort of ADD and he's all over the place, he's, 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 he has a lot of nervous energy and, and he's going evayam. Evayam implies a person is, is very, very driven to go out and to, and, and to acquire stuff. That type doesn't allow for milk sanefesh. The person is always busy, busy, busy mentally, emotionally. And that's something that, that uh, disrupts any type of stagnant learning. So means the person has calmed his body, does not have many, many demands. So the Lachat Nena is, I will give you knowledge and wisdom and to understand everything. The, um, I'd like to zero in on two words of his. The Rechayat says, I will give a Das and Chachma. What is the wisdom? What's the, what's knowledge? He doesn't say Torah, especially because Torah wasn't given to him as such. But he says, Ladas Mechusanim Tsoyim. To understand the essence of everything that exists. It's an echo of Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon says everything he brought to Adam Arishon, Adam Arishon named it appropriately. If, if we're to ask ourselves, um, what is the ultimate in wisdom? Um, and, and really, Torah is just an example of it. We would say as follows. HaKadosh created a physical world with many physical things, and we can, we can do a lot of research as physically how it works. But 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 everything physical that's created has in itself a a, a panemius as to what's the purpose of its existence, what's its what is its tachlis, what's it there for, and when you have that type of um, understanding, then you really understand the essence of the bria, and understand what's the point of it. If I can just throw out an example, it's become very, very popular to say Pirkei Shira. Five years ago, it was a, no one even knew what it was. And then it became a schula, and it brings great Yeshuas and everything, and amongst the many other things to say. Um, but the point of Pirkei Shira is to understand the essence, the spiritual essence of every being on the planet. So if I can cats or dogs or sheep, they have a certain message, a certain essence, which can, which which expresses itself in the pasuk. They're saying some of them are obvious, some of them are, are, are baffling. But be it as it may, that's real chachma. Real chachma is understanding not only the mechanics of it, but what its essence is. Um, I guess we can also use this to understand a little bit science and Torah. Science is called Chachma Chitzonius. Chachma Chitzonius means not that it's bad, but it means as follows. Imagine that I'm a factory and I manufacture a product X. And I also manuf- 
and they also do everything in-house, including boxing and wrapping. So a guy comes to me, the, the foreman of uh, computer department comes and says, listen, we're, we're turning out now laptops. I'm going to need boxes that, that are good for shipping them and so on and so forth. So I tell him, well, I need to see a computer first. He says, well, no, you, you make boxes. What's the difference? You're not making computers. I tell him, well, well the box is the exterior of the computer. It has to fit the computer. Um, in in fit, uh, buffer, wh whatever it is that it needs to do, but it's a, it's built around it. The, the chachma of how the animal works physically is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chachma, but it's the exterior of it. It's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted something out of a horse that he made a horse in a certain way, and everything about the horse contributes to that. And, and therefore, realizing the purpose of something will also um, is the final understanding of it. Many times understanding the mechanics of it um, will help you understand its purpose. But, but, but the real Chacham is always trying to understand the purpose. And that's what he says, Ladas mechusanim tzoyim. That's the other when he gave everything its name. He was omir on its tachlis. Um, a horse can be used for meat. You know, people have eaten horses. Um, many people swear that all they get is horse meat. That, that 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 all the butchers on him was horse meat, but 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 um, that's not what it was created for. It's 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 some, so a horse was created for the running, for the for the for the you know for riding and so on. Okay, next piece. It says Malki Tzedek Elyon. He is he was a priest for the God on high. So Rabbi Nachman says the word Kohen um, means he is a um, attendant, he's a servant. So he says a Kohen is in many religions. So a priest. Is in chaos of many religions. They all serve as some sort of divine being. in the Jewish sense of it. So, so, so um, he had a din kahuna where the person was was um, chosen and he and he gave him truma and so on. I would like to point out the possible difference between that. In the first shot, in both shotim, he was serving Akadish Farahu. That there's no question about. The question is, was he permanently that? The, the point of a coin that he gets truma is his life is dedicated for it, and it's not just happens to be, well, it's my turn to do the temple service. This is me, and therefore I'm equipped to support him. Was there something like that or not? According to the second shot, the answer is yes. He was a, a dedicated official um, at the at the temple, and that was his role. Okay, next one. Um, Jewish. Um, yeah. Okay. The next one is a, is, is a term used to describe English Baruch Hu, um, as Kone Shemayim it says, Vayyavachir, Vayyavachir, and said, Baruch Avram, the Kel Olyon, 
kone shemayim varetz. The word kone in, in, in the most common usage means to purchase. Um, we certainly hope Akash Baruch didn't purchase shemayim varetz. It was at a fire sale somewhere or something. Someone's trying to get rid of one slightly used shemayim varetz, um, guaranteed as is. Um, what exactly does kone shemayim varetz mean? So, so the first Peshaz Rabbeinu Bechaya, Kone Shemayim Varetz, Ein lehoven kone mimoche, it doesn't mean to purchase. Al pirish kone zoche, Loshan hazal bar mekomos, kone chaver, chomos zoche la'atzmoi. Veloshan bia mitzvah chaver, kone chaver, ene kavon shekone ma'acha. The word kone can mean in possession of. So it doesn't mean to purchase, but it means he is the possessor, Shemayim Varetz. Veda, kikol yesh kinyan. Anything that has existence is is called a kinyan. It's it's an entity and it's an asset. Because a kadosh baruch was made to the world yeshmayim, he's gonna cause a blush in kinyan kadoshayim varetz. So the 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 the, the pasuk uses the word kinyan as kadoshayim varetz. Yimkain biur milas kaina. So, so the word kone is that Akarish Baruch Hu made it for Klai Yisrael. Avon Breshis Rabbi Nira, Shevino Chacham Milas Kone Kipshuta Shekone Me'acha. But Breshis Rabbi, it does seem as if the word kone means acquired from someone, not possession, but acquisition. Um, what does that mean? Um, so Chazal over here um, used the following analogy. It's kind of very strange. It says, So who did he purchase it? So the Gemara says, it's like when someone says that this person's eyes are nice. Does it mean that his hair is not nice? Where are they coming from? From the fact that he's praising the eyes, we don't we don't have to mean that his hair is not nice. Since I'm talking, I ask him what are his eyes like. I say his eyes are very nice. So because in the context we're dealing with the eyes. I express about the eyes. So, Chazal say like this. The world itself, and this is a point that many Rishonim say, the world itself was created by a Kodesh Baruch in two stages. He created Yesh um, Me'ayin, but that first material was basically amorphous material. It didn't look at all like what we have. It was just a soup of whatever. And then from that, so the word kone, just like when you purchase something or you acquire something, there's a transition from point A to point B. He had it first, now I have it. Creation also went, there was stage one of Choma Yuli and stage two where there was a, a, um, a specific homer. Um, and therefore, it, it, so it doesn't mean that, that 
only this was Yeshnayin, but the second one is also. Now let's let's talk about this a little bit because this is a point Ramban makes in Bracious, and it's a very fascinating point. Rashi says it also lucid. Rashi says Nelamed that everything was created the first day, and Akadosh Baruch was moti it each day as it. So, so, so I saw him were there, and Sheretz was there, and everything was there under the ground, and it surfaced to the top. Um, as, as science begins to explore the world, they sort of see that the world has an amorphous beginning, and then shape and form and things like that move things into a much more specific type of, you know, all matter can be protons and electrons, and then protons and electrons become specific elements and so on. So so really the um Bria Solom was a two stage um event. Now why did it have to be that way? why can't it just create everything yesh ma'ayin? So, so I don't know a clear answer. Um the morale says he asks a question. He says the philosophers will bother with the following question. If Akadish Baruch Hu is one how could he create a world of many? How can you have different types coming from one? If true unity, if it draws true unity, then you should only be able to have one. The Morale answers the following way. He says, I could have created only one entity, but that entity that was created by virtue of the fact that it was created could now take on many shapes. So there was a certain Chomahiyuli, there was a certain primal material. And that became um, very, very specific material. I think this, this, this idea, is, it's, the Rabban says it and others, this might very well be an, a, a, a helpful understanding of some of the stuff that science comes up with, where you have previous stages and so on. We believe it happened together. We believe those like Bria happened in two stages in, in, in a short time frame. But at least the concept that the world is in stages is already written into the Torah. One more Sfarna over here explains Kodeshayim Varetz. They are his in the sense that his desires and his goals, the world um, is bound to him to realize it. When something happens to be incidental, um, you know, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm incidental to a process, I can't say that I have the bilus on, on, on the end of it. Because I just happened you know, to be in the right place at the right time, and this happened through me. I delivered the package. But Akadosh Baruch created the world Birdsono, and therefore they are an expression of his Ratzon, and Therefore, he has the right to demand of it that it expresses Russell. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. Okay, I think we'll hold it here.